nothing in our previous experience has prepared us for this.
aren't always or very often choose our circumstances. The one choice we truly have is the choice of how we respond.
people like Woody, you know, when he starts playing that shit like an instrument. These people are like very musical and, and it, it, it sounds good to the ear. Listen, 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 listen.
Hey, you know, hey, you know, everybody's talking about the good old days, right? Everybody, the good old days, the good old days. Well, let's talk about the good old days. Come to think of it as, as bad as we think they are, these will become the good old days for our children. Hmm. But why don't we uh, try to remember?
give up or you're thirsty for more. 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 Now it's time for our wrap-up. Let's give it everything we've got. Ready? Begin. emojis flying over like our oh facebook comments <laughs> it's it's wild i think the coffee helped it, it, I, I don't know i don't know at the like, same speed I, I, at the jitters um uh, well yeah you know what one of the oldest routines that i put in there i put like two routines that are over a decade old in there and i found practicing uh the day before i came out here the the older stuff is the hardest stuff <laughs> and i totally forgot one of them the fluty thing ah yeah so annoying anyway all good all good <laughs> And for those at home, you know, that aren't familiar with this and you didn't understand it, like, <laughs> don't trip because I didn't understand half of it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just We're definitely what lost it is. as well. <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> where do you get all these crazy ideas from? Um, I don't know. I'm from, from a little town in England. Maybe the water's funny over there. I don't know. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the water, man. Yeah, maybe. Water. <laughs> I don't know. Um, for, for, for me, uh, one of the things that was kind of driven home sort of getting into hip-hop when i was a kid was um you know about trying to be original you know trying to bring your own thing to the table right. so that's always stayed with me whether i was battling or you know just whenever i step on the tables i'm just trying to do do me you know so and so you're talking about getting into it like as a kid in hip-hop and it, you even made a funny joke that you didn't you know had you known you were gonna get into this profession you might have chosen a different name oh yeah but totally. that's all a joke yeah well <laughs> but Tell us a little bit about the backstory about what got you into this and, and just DJing in general. Like, what's. Yeah, uh, well, basically, um, well, I'm going to show my age here, but uh, when hip hop kind of first came over to the UK with the 
I don't know, Malcolm McLaren, you know, he brought the Rocksteady crew and all that over and everybody started breaking at uh, school disco. And it just, you know, even in, like I say, I'm from a small town called Burnley, sort of like 40 minutes outside of Manchester and all these, all these provincial towns, you know, hip hop, hip hop came, you know, you saw graffiti on the walls, people popping in the, in the market and whatever. And, um, and that's what really, you know, got me, you know, I've got an older brother and I was exposed to, you know, like one of his friends could do bits and bobs. And so, uh, I just kind of got mesmerized by the whole thing when I was a kid. Um, when I was like seven or eight years old, I got super into Run DMC. And obviously with Run DMC comes Jam Master J. And uh, yeah, just seeing him rock like Live Aid and stuff like that. Seeing, seeing our DJ, well, my first exposure to a scratch DJ, you know, and uh, I was just blown away, you know. So I always wanted to do it. And uh, basically I used to write rhymes and try and do bits of, you know, uh, yeah, don't, don't start, yeah. Don't even <laughs> you went go with there, the you don't want to hear where, Where's the rhyme book at? It's, it's, it's at home in my loft. It's like a school diary, you know, like age, <laughs> age eight till 15 or whatever. As soon as I got t- tables, I, t- I put the uh, put the rhyme book down. But um, and How long did it take you to get into to battle mode, like to get to that point? Um, well, I started, I got my first decks right at the end of 1992. Um, and then kind of practice in a way um i for some reason i had this preconceived idea of how many years i must spend on the turntables before going to battle you know like the battle thing wasn't necessarily um my major agenda with the whole thing i, I wanted to be able to mix i wanted to you know i was into rap music i wanted to do stuff you know all aspects of what a hip-hop dj is i wanted to do um but sort of around starting 92 um around sort of 90 98, um, we were doing a live night with musicians um, in Manchester and we had like a, a bass player, stand-up contrabass, um, a guy on samples, a guy on drums and me and a few friends uh, trying to use the turntable as a lead. Um, it was just like a free, freestyle frenzy. But um, in Manchester at the time, the other sort of main scratch DJ who was getting all the props was the guy, uh, Peter Parker, um, who was doing the battles at the time. And uh, being a sort of slightly egotistical kind of scratch cat, getting his chops up on the turntables, I was like, oh, he's getting all the props. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what I need to do to, to you know, to get the props in town. So uh, literally just entered to, you know, sort of uh, battle this dude, basically. And uh, we're, we're friends now and stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah uh, he, he, he actually, I had a really hardcore, harsh um, wordplay battle set for him. And then I found out about a week or two before the battle that he wasn't entering. So I had to change all my stuff up. <laughs> what did you do? Did you just swap out the names? or? Yeah, um, no, I took the whole word thing out. It was, it was brutal. It was like, uh, it was a KRS-One <laughs> track, uh, Duck Down. And it says, uh, he was called Mr. Parker, uh, Peter Parker. So I had like, uh, Mr. Parker, you ain't shit. And they think, Mr. Parker, you never wash it. And it's like this whole thing about, I don't battle to ruin uh, Oh, anyway, yeah, I won't, I'm not going to start rapping. I'm not KRS one, but uh, <laughs> nearly got me there. Um, and then Spider Man showed up. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. So, so I just went through with the battle, and off that, I got straight to the UK finals. Um, and from there, it was like all the scratch perverts were in there and stuff. And uh, I was like, well, I don't want to just show up and make make numbers up. You know what I mean? As soon as I got there, it was motivation to try and bring my skill level up to those dudes. So that was kind of sort of ball started wow. rolling. Yeah. Uh, so did you ever showcase that routine to to uh what's his name parker uh no, you know what I, I i sort of you tell him this is what you missed out on. no i've told him about it like so we're friends now and everything like there was no beef anyway it was just hip-hop stuff you know what i mean but um no, and you know what i completely as soon as that battle was over and as soon as like i just disregarded it, i didn't need it anymore you know so yeah. um yeah no nah. 
<laughs> so, so a couple weeks ago or within the last month, you did a routine at the DMCs. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was just like a week and a half ago or something. It feels yeah. like that. Um, yeah. So. Um, yeah. So how was that? I mean, it was it was a lot on the bill. There was a lot going on. Oh yeah, scratch pickles and yeah. Uh, like yeah, tons of tons of good DJs competing. Reuniting with a lot of old friends. Yeah, it's, I mean, we're kind of lucky in the UK because, I mean, whatever budgets or whatever, but like the, obviously the World DMCs have been in the UK for the last 10 years or so. Um, so it is kind of that kind of thing. You go down, you know loads of cats and everybody's traveling from around the globe. So it's a good good place to re- reconnect with people and stuff. So, But it was cool. Yeah, we did um, Yeah, we did like a live band thing. So it was me, um, my friend Carl Sharrix, who was the drummer from the, the jam night that we had years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good keys player called Christian Madden. Um, and yeah, us three trying to use the tables kind of as a lead or, or whatever. And uh, yeah, we did like a live set. So oh. yeah, it was cool. So this spaceship right here, <laughs> uh, what was your input on, on helping build that? Um, so yeah, a bunch of dudes got uh, brought in uh, from Vestac. So there was Ricky Rucker, D Styles, Tico, who obviously I had last time, uh, Mike Boo. Uh, forgive me if I'm forgetting anybody, but uh, yeah, and... I was out in the UK. I was already sponsored by Vestax and they knew I was interested in sort of design and stuff like that and melodic turntablism. So they brought me into it. And um, I suppose my, my major thing was um, just kind of the placement of the buttons, really. Uh, the buttons were all up here at the start of it and I kind of um, yeah, said I, it'd be a good idea for it to be near your hands and stuff. And I noticed when you were cutting, you were hitting the, the pitches with your thumbs. Yeah, it's kind of tough. Like... Um, I've got to give, uh, give a big shout to my man John Bees, uh, the the guy be- behind the fretless fader, who's been kind enough to lend me his uh, controller one because I didn't want to bring mine on the plane. So oh, nice. uh, yeah, but his is slightly different than mine. So um, I was yeah, but yeah, it, it kind of worked just, out. You had to get used to it a few hours ago. Yeah, yeah, no, well, yeah, I've had it for a couple of days, so I've had a couple of a uh, couple of practice sessions. But yeah, unfortunately, it was the old stuff that I forgot over there. But anyway, it's all good. <laughs> So we, we had a trivia question, okay, and that was, uh, what was the name of the California rap group you toured with in the early 2000s? Yeah, yeah. And that is? Oh, Loot Pack. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Stephen Howard from Ireland for winning the ah, prize got it. from Mega <laughs> DJ Center. Shout out to them as well. Ah, so cool. Tell, yeah, talk, tell, about, tell us, because, you know, I'm here in California, shout out to yeah, Petrix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we, we know, like, All Loot these Pack, co- and, you know, yeah, we know yeah. that side of hip-hop. So talk about your experience with them. Um, so, well, basically, I was still working working the day job. I knew Pat Petrix uh, from... We'd been out to judge something in um, in Italy uh, together and kind of got on and whatnot. And um, and then I think after that, I, uh, I won a couple of battles and uh, it kind of gave Mike, uh, Pat's manager, sort of an excuse to put me on the bill, I guess. So he was putting together a super rapping tour with um, three turntablists and three rap crews, basically. So there was... Myself, uh, Petrix, DJ Dopey from Canada, uh, Luke Pack, Declaim, and uh, Jay Sands uh, from Lone Catalyst, and yeah, that was the uh, that was the tour basically. So, yeah, came out here and uh, got in a bus and went around, did a bunch of hip hop shows. Nice. So yeah, it was cool. Cool dudes. Yeah, oh yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, it, it, it was wicked for me. You know, I, um, had I been to the states at that point? Can't remember. I've certainly not been to California or, or anything. Um, so, yeah, it was a trip. You know, I was the only sort of Brit there. Kind of felt like if I was quiet in the van for a while, it was like uh, I'd hear all these sort of Cali accents all day. And then as soon as I, I chirped up, it was like, 
changing the channel on the TV. Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> totally random, like going from US TV to... Anyway, yeah. It's, it's like, that sounds weird. But yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it was like... It was, it was kind of like a bad joke. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like... Anyway, yeah, yeah, one Englishman, one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of TV, you used to you used to do graphic designing for TV. Yeah, that was Plan A. Uh, the DJing was uh, just a passion and ne was never intended to be a career. Um, but yeah, I was uh, trained in graphic design. Uh, used to work for a TV station doing that. Just sort of and not, uh, not a popular station. Well, yeah, it was um, it was the biggest independent. TV station in the UK called uh, Granada TV, but I did some of these sort of lower budget channels for a, right, for a while. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it was fun. We did like live TV as well as sort of pre-production and post-production sort of graphics. And it was cool. It was kind of like being at college because with it being some of the channels were kind of like satellite channels or whatever, um, cable channels. Yeah. And um, so everybody was kind of learning their trade and I was kind of fresh out of education and stuff. So it was cool, but it, it was one of those cool jobs where it's, I, st I probably stayed in it a little bit longer because the DJing was slightly popping off and, you know, it was one of those that was comfortable for a while. So. Yeah. Chris? Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you, you've taken that graphic design background, now you're using it in your DJ sets. Yeah, so well. a few years ago when, um, well, when the DVDJs came out, I was like mad interested in the audiovisual side of things, but I, because I'd sort of earned my rep on, on the turntables, and this is what I love doing, you know, I didn't want to get into the CD stuff. So uh, as soon as Serato came out with the video plugin, uh, I wanted to kind of jump in that and uh, sort of explore. I don't, sort of that side of my creative juices, for want of a better term. Um, so it was cool because I never would have envisaged being able to put design and music and DJing all in, into one bag. So, uh, so since, yeah, 2010, I came out with the first AV thing, uh, called it Turntables in Technicolor, and did, um, did the World DMCs with that, and it was all kind of bespoke animations, simple stuff, but trying to put a DJ, together, uh, DJ mix together in a visual way and trying to have the musical transitions as interesting as the visual transitions and stuff like that, and just a bit of a, kind of a, bit of a mission I set myself. Yeah. Uh, and since then, I've done various other sort of sets at the minute, for the last couple of years, I've been doing like a history of hip hop thing. So it's like a 90 minute thing that sort of starts off in sort of 73 with the old school breaks and stuff and goes right through the years. Just all water wall classics, you know what nice. I mean? But uh, wow, yeah, it's cool. fun. Yeah. Christopher Walsh from uh, on Facebook is asking, how long does it usually take you to come up with a routine and how long do you practice it before you actually go live with it? <laughs> um, that's changed a lot. Um, I used to be Mr. Procrastination back in the day. Like, yeah. um, well, actually, you know what, like, one of the routines that out of any that people know of mine is the trumpet thing that I, I was kind of messing up with at the end. Um, and, and that was one of the quickest routines I ever did. That was like um, a day, maybe a day or something like that. Um, the flute thing that I mucked up was probably, that took a bit of work. That probably took about a week or something like that um, yeah. of getting it down. To be honest, the best ideas come quick. Like, it's... The, it's the ones you really struggle with usually aren't your best, like sort of catchy routines that you might have sort of uh, some little agenda with some technique or something that you want to overcome. But from my experience, the ones that have took a long time have, have not been the best stuff. Would um, you say the best ideas come when you're not in the studio and you're just out getting coffee or checking out a movie or something? Um, well, or to, to be honest, my way of working when I was battling and stuff like that was um, I had a full-time job. I was doing like 40 plus hours a week and uh, I was, 
you know, we, we were battling the, battling the scratch perverts who were really on the top of their game, like late 90s, early 2000s, really in, in, innovative guys, influential, you know, because if you're going to battle those guys, you've got to come with something fresh. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So I was doing the day job thinking, I'm going to beat these guys. You know, I've, I've not got eight hours a day to practice. I'm, you know, I'm getting home at 7.30. I've got to get up at, again at, you know, seven or whatever. And um, so my thing was, uh, it, a lot of it was ideas based rather than having like a straight six hours on the turntables. I tried to, I used to draw illustrations. I'm geeky, you know what I mean? I used to, <laughs> I had graphs and, oh dude, I, I had one graph where I had listed every single thing I could possibly do with this hand on one, one line and every single thing I could possibly do with this hand on the other line and, and see where work? they intersect <laughs> and see what I'm missing. You know, that's super geeky. Like, but you, you know, I, I'd, I'd draw a picture of a turntable in my little office at work and just look at it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd just be like, so what if they're not done? You know, like, you know, we've got this here that, that, yeah. So-and-so's done that. You know, like sort of research everybody and know what everybody's done and look for what they've wow. not done. That was my thing. I always run away from whatever anybody's doing, which it's probably a bad thing. And that was before <laughs> the internet? Yeah, well, yeah, VHS. And you had to buy videos to see this. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, totally. When I was battling, it was all videos. When we were coming up, when we were learning the basics, it was just audio, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Had a couple of videos, but it took us probably about two years to figure out what a chirp was, you know. It was like, what's Cash Money doing? What's, what's he doing, you know? Like, and you'd <laughs> figure out like three different weird ways how to do it before you got what it actually was, you know, wow. which was cool, you know. But. Yeah. What are some of the DJs now that you kind of feel are pushing the envelope on the creativity side, like yeah. yourself with, you know, tones and different ways to perform, if you yeah. will. Yeah, you know? oh, there's a bunch of dudes like uh, Tico, who we went, who you had on last time. I went to see uh, the Lord Finesse show the other night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, I, I've known Tico since sort of uh, early, well, since since uh, since this, but before then, actually, uh, when I was out in San Francisco doing the ITF and stuff, we, we met there and had a cut and stuff. Uh, so he's... Like super dope, you know. Um, obviously, uh, you got people, you got like Vect and Brace, like are doing some really cool stuff with with this kind of melodic stuff. Um, you got, I don't know, John First out of the UK is doing some really cool stuff. Um, yeah. My man John Pease does some. I don't know if you've seen the uh, Fretless Fader thing that hooks up to either this or the PDX uh, three thousand. Um, it's it's got MIDI in, so so this fader actually, you, it's like a slide, it's like a trombone. Oh, and you shit. go up and down the pitch. That's crazy innovative. And yeah. there's some cool stuff, you know, any, anything that's kind of uh, pushing to sort of uh, represent this as a, a true musical instrument, which it is, you know. Um, right. right. Anybody trying to be creative, then I'm down with, you know. Right. So, Who would you like to see on the Mickey D show? And it's just kind of putting you on blast because maybe you don't know. I don't know. You've the had... long roster that we've had. <laughs> yeah. But is there anybody <laughs> that you'd be like, I want to tune I've in. Got my watch. man P Tricks over there. <laughs> there you go. Um, I don't know. God, God, my mind's gone blank. You've had most of the, like my favorites. Like uh, I don't know who else is doing some really cool stuff. Well, who was your favorite? Mickey is A Track show? your favorite? You got to get him. He, he's, oh, A Track. You got to get A Track on as well. He's yeah. just, Danger's just trying to plug him in so he can. <laughs> okay, okay. I know who's your favorite. A Track. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Props to A Track. But uh, who else? I don't know. You've had Craze. Craze is a man. Who who was my favorite one? I don't know. Like, probably because it's more in alignment to kind of where I want to take things, or you yeah. know, where where I'm at with the music stuff. Um, probably Tico, you know, Tico. yeah, um, and yeah, all the talk box stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's wicked. 
I don't yeah. know. We, we had him stick around, like, give everybody a bunch of drops. It was <laughs> we made him work extra off the clock. Yeah, you, with my accent, you probably don't want loads of drops. No, no, no yeah, we're, we're going to go ahead and start a new podcast with you. All right, boys, okay. So. Northern English <laughs> hip-hop drops. Before, uh, before we swap out, tell us about your new album, another album you're working on, yeah. and some of your upcoming shows. Uh, so, yeah, I just dropped an album. Um, I don't have a sticker anywhere, but it's, uh, it's called The Point of Contact um it's my first solo album um and it's yeah it's all it's all my production uh, i worked with carl sharrocks and uh, christian madden word um like who sessioned on it and i kind of reconfigured some of uh, what they were playing and it's kind of dark atmospheric kind of i wouldn't align myself with dj shadow but it's in that world you know okay. that kind of tips instrumental stuff is cutting on it uh so I just dropped that just sold out the vinyl within about a week Ooh, or something so sick. um so that's what I'm putting together as the live show. So that's a band thing. We're going to do like a full kind of 45 minute like live sort of instrumental hip hop thing. Um, then after that, I did a I did an EP with a really good producer from the UK from Bristol called Bocker 45. That that's called the project's called Bocker Woody. Again, really creative on the on the name front. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and we're working on an album for release next year as well. So yeah, just keeping it moving with the music. Still doing the audio-visual show, still doing regular uh, DJ sets and stuff. Dope. Yeah, keeping it moving. A lot, of the tra- a lot of tracks you you played were your songs. Yeah, uh, maybe 70% of the tracks I produced uh, on this, yeah. So. This playlist was sick. It was just like all Mickey D's, like, <laughs> like custom joints. I, just like, I was like, dude, I don't even know how how you put this together. Uh well I I yeah I barely did. <laughs> <laughs> the truth just comes like out. us. We yeah, he's like us. Throw a set together right we get up. I'm pretty sure that took a little. Well, the, the problem was I had the DMCs right before you, so um, oh yeah. So so we were we were in rehearsals with the band like all the all the time coming up, and then it's like oh crap, I've got like two days to sort the Mickey D's out, but no, I did prioritize, but I got kids, you know, so so yeah. <laughs> oh good. We got it well, together, yo, so. make it make some noise for DJ Woody one time. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming out. We, man. Absolute pleasure. It's a pleasure to be back, you know, sort of reconnect with. This is where it's all popping off for the turntablist community and stuff. So it's great to. We appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wicked. Yeah. This Cute. is what we uh, dreamed of it to be one day. So yeah. here we are, and it's Now dope we have a and... bunch of turntablists out here hanging out. I know. Very intimidating. <laughs> I mean... That's it, because everybody's crazy good, and they're all like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They mean well, but you know, deep down inside, they're like, <laughs> they're like, oh, I messed up the good. Not every, that good. Every, every week, I'm just like, bro. in the middle of my set, like, we ain't shit. Like, <laughs> well, you're in LA. Sure. If, we, if we did this in my hometown, we'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving. All right. Anyway, yeah. um, DJ Woody, everybody. Yeah. Yeah.